Good morning. It is 10.56 on June 3rd. It's a Wednesday. And this is Ruth Wittstein. And you're listening to the podcast, A Northerner Stuck in the South. Well, watch the news pretty much all evening. Oh, just covering the protests for George Floyd and <clears throat> it's like COVID 19's on the back burner now. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy, I, I just discovered, um, I mean, the protests are all over the world Canada, um, Israel, Berlin, England, just everywhere. London, you know, just people coming out and saying, enough's enough and solidarity with you know the way that people treat people of color it's 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 truly touching um so anyway not a whole lot changed though trump is being viewed by the majority of the people in the united states and around the world as a despicable creature for what he did to the protesters, the peaceful protesters, when he mowed them down so he could take a picture with the Bible. Mm. Blasphemacy, blasphemacy, that's my new word. So, in front of this church. And then he went around and stood in front of another church. He's revolting. He's revolting. I can't give him a pass because he mocks Christianity. And, you know, I'm, am I Christian? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm a bit of everything, but I don't consider myself a Christian. But I don't mock it, okay? I'm not going to mock Christianity. I'm not going to, you know, is the Bible everything to me? No, but the thing is, it's a symbol of the faith of, of a Christian, and it means a lot to them, and he went and did that. I would never do that. Never do that. He disgusts me. He's so fake. And the whole world notices it. That's the thing. The whole world notices it. Um, I was saying yesterday how there was protests and solidarity in places like Iran and China, and I guess I mistook that for that they were basically laughing at the collapse of the U.S. along with Russia. They're thinking the United States is collapsing. I don't think we're collapsing. I think we're going to change. I think um, we're going to vote Trump out and the Senate, the overwhelming Republican group, and the Senate will be flipped to a Democrat majority, and we're going to have Democrat, Democrat, Democrat in that White House. In the, in the, this is going to happen. And it's what needs to happen to stop this constant abuse of power that keeps going on up there. I mean, if it's it is going to do better to have a Democrat president, but it's still going to be a struggle if we have a majority of the Senate or Congress that is Republican because they abuse their power, it seems. Although, you know, it's interesting. You know, there's... A fair amount, fair amount of, of Republicans coming out in 
angered about what he did yesterday. Well, day before yesterday. Gosh, the days are running together, people. Him mowing down the protests, I think, happened day before yesterday to do the photo op. Yeah. Um, there's a fair amount of people who are just disgusted and that are in the Republican group. They have, sorry, I'm out here and it's warm and we have flies again. Ugh. Yes. <sighs> Part of it is I have a lot of animals that have food and stuff. And so when their food is out there, it draws the flies. You just need to eat it earlier. Sorry. Just, ugh. My munchkin's still sleeping. My hubby went to work. And uh, he's really enjoying his new job. He's liking the climate there. Seems like nobody really is in love with Trump at this new place he's working at, which is a blessing because the previous place, as I have told you, basically fired him because they liked Trump so much and they hated my husband's belief of Trump was an asshole. Although he never really come out and say it. But, <clears throat> you know, they, they fired him over that. Oh, and the thing that about that he told the truth about something. You know, see, you tell the truth about something if you're a Trumpy, apparently, or if you if you are Trump, you don't like it when someone tells the truth. If it, especially if it um, affects you in a negative manner, if you're trying to sneak around and do something bad, you know, you don't like that truth being exposed. You want to own up to it. That's a, that's the Trump tactic way. Trump 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 tactic, Trump way. Um, I'm just seeing that, you know, he's already trying to change his rhetoric about the whole, he comes out in a tweet and says that fake news, there were, there were violent protesting. They were violent and they deserve, you know, basically they deserve what they got that day that they mowed down those protesters so that he could go for his little power walk to make him look strong and you know what you did made him look like an idiot um to that church and he gets up there and he well he tweets that it, that fake news and it's wrong and they were violent they were so violent why did they need you know why was there burnt why did that church get burnt well that was another time that wasn't that day and apparently that church that had been burnt We've seen the obvious uh, increase in these little groups that are infiltrating the peaceful protesters, and um, they're finding out that they're linked to the right-wing angry machine. So, you know, screw you, Trump. I'm sorry. It's your little people, your little posse out there stirring up some trouble, trying to make the people that are peaceful look bad so that you could go run around and call the Democrats terrorists. You're shit. We're not that way at all. It's your group that's the terrorists. It's your little posse that stands behind you. They're the terrorizing ones that carry the guns and the weapons and the this and the that, you know. I mean, it's sick. Sick, 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 sick. And disgusting and wrong, you know. But anyway, so he said that, and then he said, and everybody, and, and everybody loved my walk. I mean, the way he said it was like a child. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. Meh. He just, he was like that in his tweet. It was so obvious. He's like a big giant toddler whining. He really is. It's disgusting. I have no time. 
I, I, I don't I really don't want to waste my energy on him but the problem is if we don't waste a little bit of this energy right now to discuss him repeatedly the BS that he keeps doing then we're gonna get complacent and not think it's serious enough to go vote his ass out because he needs to go so people need to start really paying attention to every horrible thing he does and tuck it away in your brain that you tell yourself you don't want these things to happen again. You want this country to change and be a kind, happy country, peaceable, wonderful, you know, and you want to get rid of racism and bigotry of all kind. And we need to go there because, um, but the only way we can do that is to never forget at this point. You know, if we forget, then we're just going to get complacent. Then, then the police is going to go back to what they normally do, you know, terrorizing the black people and, um, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm not. I'm just saying there's those few out there. And they make that whole organization, the police, look bad. Those few horrible cops. And so we have to change this. We have to change it. And the only way to do it is to never stop talking about it till it's changed. Yeah. Never stop talking about Donald Trump and his horrors until he's out. Keep pointing them out. We have to. I mean, because he's, his lies, the fact-checking, needs to continue until he is done, until he is voted out. Because otherwise, you start thinking, oh, he could be telling the truth here. Fact-check him. Don't get complacent. Don't sit there and be lazy. Double-check. Has he been telling the truth sometimes? Yeah. Some, some things he says are true, I guess. Mm. There's so few, though, that it's hard to, it's hard to discern which. So that's why it's important to fact check what he says and you know it's like this this uh, the peaceful protest that he mowed down he comes out and tweets that it was a lie that the that that they weren't peaceful at all and that you know what have you so here's the thing here's the thing hold on a second i gotta fix my shoe uh an ant hold on people I have got these biting ants out here. Come on, guys, get off of me, please. Ugh. Oh, it's raining already. I knew it. It predicted it, and it's sunny out. Isn't that funny, guys? Okay, now what was I saying? <laughs> As I sit here trying to fix my chewed up, my chewed up, yeah, they're little ants that to bite me. Um, okay. Back to the, the task at hand. We can't get too comfortable and not fact check this president. Really and truly should fact check every president. Everyone. Even Biden when he gets in office. We should be paying attention to him too. I mean, you know? I mean, this is an era of we need to know. Is he telling the truth or not? So far, I've seen that he has been telling the truth. So far, I've seen that he's had great attention to detail, just like Obama did. Obama had great attention to detail. Obama was very careful with his words. Trump is not careful with his words. Trump just speaks way before he thinks. And But then again, I don't know if the man knows what truth is. I don't think he understands what a truth is. What is truth? And I, I just, coming to that conclusion um, that he doesn't understand what truth really is or how to even... Um, recognize he can't recognize that he's telling a lie because he's done it so much so that's why it's important we must we must be vigilant and especially if you have children you know if you've got kids and you're around this and kids will pick up on a lie my daughter does she's nine she can see it when he's lying 
She can tell by his body language. She can tell. And so, you know, it prompts us, especially when school was in session in our house, we would be fact-checking him. That was part of our civics. Yeah. Our government. When we were studying the histories of America, American history, and doing the government, uh, studying government, we we would watch some of his speeches and we'd fact check him because it's it's important to to prove you know she can say firsthand when she grows up i lived in a time when there was this president that was just unbelievable and she can tell her kids and she can tell whoever you know that this is something that we never want to experience again it's important to vote this is why donald trump will not be forgotten he'll be used for history to come as what the worst president we've ever had in the United States is about. He'll be used as, as a teaching of what a liar in chief looks like and what an, a, someone who abuses power looks like. That is what Donald Trump will be to the United States once he's voted out. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be remembered. You bet he will. There'll be some people that'll still think he's wonderful and think he got mistreated. Um, you know, but whatever. As, you know, I I noticed yesterday, I this is interesting, yesterday I was outside after I got off doing my podcast and I went and did the doggies. I can't see their flag across the street. Looks either they've washed it. I'll have to look and see today if it's out there. And it looks like it's missing. Looks like they've removed it maybe? Huh? Interesting if they have. Good for them if they woke up. Maybe they saw that video and we were appalled. Maybe they watched the news and went, oh my God. See, my prayer is that that all the that the Republicans see that. All the people that supported him see that what he's doing and how he's behaving. And they go, Oh my God, you know, we don't want this for our children. We don't want this future. I hope they see it. Mm-hmm. I hope they see it because I'm telling you, it is appalling to watch. Oh, so what am I going to do today? Well, I have plans to, I don't know. Yesterday was a bust. My back was bad again, and I was having a hard time getting around this lupus business. Is, um, you know, it's all I could do to get, to get the smallest of things done, um, I didn't do any laundry because it was raining, and now we have another 30% chance. When I woke up this morning, it looked pretty good out. Now clouds are rolling in, and I noticed on my app that it is going to hit us in about an hour. I don't really know what hit us means, and my, 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 I guess my terminology means we're going to get some sprinkles, but you can't really dry clothes in, the, in sprinkles. So I won't be washing clothes again today. Darn. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood with all this pain I've been suffering from. And I told my hubby, you know, maybe I'm going to relent. As much as I don't want a dryer, he's been trying to get me one. And I've been telling him no <laughs> because I don't want to, you know, he's he's like me, though. He wants to reduce the carbon footprint. The dryer would be used only when the weather's bad. Well, I'm looking ahead for a whole seven days, and I don't see any decent weather for seven days that will last long enough for me to dry my clothes in the sun. So I'm fixing to give in and say, okay, we, we get one of those 
dryers. We're going to have to do it, I guess. We don't want a 220 volt. We'd have to get a 110 and we'd have to wash things on a small scale. You know, um, I'm thinking a stack of a washer and dryer. The kind that you would have for an apartment or whatever. Well, hello, Miss Daisy. How are you? So you enjoying your out? I let my dog that was indoors out. She doesn't get along with that caramel girl dog that I was telling you about way past, back in previous podcasts. But that one, she goes out at this hour. The caramel girl does. She goes out and she hangs out um, in our carport, which my husband has decided he's not going to use because his tools are too expensive, so he wants to lock, the carport's not locked anymore. Um, it was, but now it's not, because it's, we've moved the gate forward, hard to explain. He would just normally just pull in and it'd all be good, but the problem with that is, it's got like, you know, 300 bucks worth of tools in his, the trunk of his car, and he said he didn't want to take a chance, and I don't blame him at all, I don't, because that's like some expensive business there, you know, so... He's pulling the car in all the way where he used to park inside our yard for safety. Oh, oh. Okay, well, that's going to make my daughter angry. Daisy's just now taking a massive poo-poo right on her track that she walks on. I don't really know what that's all about, but I'm sure we'll hear it when she wakes up. What happened? You're going to have to get out there and scoop that business. Um. Anyways, back to what I was saying about the... The whole, the weather business, you know, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to give in. I'm going to have to. Now my husband makes good, he makes pretty good money. Um, better money at this job than he did at the previous one. So, you know, splurging on a dryer or a washer and dryer, whatever, isn't going to be a deal. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think it'll be a, a blessing. And uh, that way, when the days are rainy like this and my husband needs T-shirts or a pair of jeans or something for work, I could get them done, throw in a load of towels, you know, things like that. It'll be nice. I use, I gauge everything by the weather normally. And I've been this way, you know, since we moved out here. And when I lived in my other place, too, um, I did that as well. I had, a, I had in the city... I had a, um, I had a, uh, boy, I guess I'm getting annihilated once again by these darn, anyway, I had a, uh, clothesline in my backyard and it was interesting. There was neighbors on both sides of me that were confused as my, I, I want to tell you something that's really comical and this makes no sense to me, but Back when I think I, I talked about how the, the neighbor lady who was kind of crazy and she had this thing about my parenting skills and, you know, she saw the Buddhas in my yard and um, mm, knew firsthand that I never spanked my kid. We just would sit and talk when she was in my daughter's homeschooled and, and uh, we lived kind of this green hippie lifestyle when I first um, before we got our trailer with the kitchenette and everything in it, we had, this is when we were trying to decide what we're going to do with our house. We're trying to decide. We weren't sure where we're going to build it. We wanted to see the temperaments, the temperature actually of different spots in our yard. Where's the best place to put the house? 
and just, are we going to build it? What are we going to do? Well, anyways, one of the things that was brought up when she decided to take it upon herself when she saw the Buddhas and, and this, the, the fact that I didn't want to go to their church and all this kind of stuff because I didn't want to go to their church, <laughs> um, took it upon herself to call CPS to complain about the, the solar panels, um, oh, that I did my dishes outside. I had a sink. My husband built me an outdoor kitchen, basically, this little, and the sink is kind of crummy now because we're using the indoor one, right? So, but before we had this nice outdoor sink, he built it for me. Um, because I asked him to, I said, you know, I, I could do dishes in the house, you know, like my mom and dad did in our cabin when we didn't have actual sink or anything in the cabin. Cause we just went there every, you know, for, for a little bits at a time. We didn't live there all the time. So my mom would have this wash tub thing and she would dump it out the window. Literally. I mean, what we do, it's like camping. Um, but he said, he, you know, he made me a sink. So I, and I had a, had a little countertop there and everything outside and I would go outside every day and do my dishes, and, you know, she was watching me through my, my, um, through, not mine, through the woods, from her house to my house, that I, so all these things were on this list, you know, they have solar panels, which, which means they don't have electricity, uh, excuse me, we did, we were tying it, but does it matter, there are people who actually live off grid, they actually do, and they actually have full sustainable houses, but we had both, okay, and, oh, they don't have indoor water because, look, she does her dishes outside. And she has the shower outside. Oh, my God. We live in the south and it's hot. Okay. Um, there's all these things that was on this list. Okay, so. And then the other thing was, and she hangs her clothes outside to dry. Of all the things, she has no dryer. And, you know, <laughs> can you believe that somebody would actually take issue with those ways of living, as you know, the, the low carbon footprint way of living, that they would take issue with you hanging your clothes on the line and call call the authorities over it. Seriously? That that's just their heathens living there to hang their clothes out. That I just bringing that up. That was one of the funny things. The the guy that came out to to investigate all these claims of horrors, you know, oh, and she doesn't spank her child, what a terrible woman, she won't spank her kid, her kid just gets away with, with everything, but, oh, but, you know, she's got some dogs, so she starves it, excuse me, I mean, we had, like, two freezers full of food, uh, you know, we had everything that you could think of for a child, it was just, it was not looking the same way to everyone else on the outside, because we were in this midst of, well, we're going to build, are we going to build? Are we going to buy an already made house? What are we going to do? Where are we going to put it? We hadn't made our decisions yet. It wasn't really up to them to choose that for us. But, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that have lived like us, who choose to live a green life, who choose to be more earthy, who aren't Christians, who have Buddhas everywhere in their yard, and who uh, could be seen at night dancing around a fire with their clothes on, but playing music with their children, praying, happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Oh, we do have fires every once in a while. We'll have a little bonfire. And my daughter and I'll play music. We'll get our drums out and we'll dance. Oh, my God, that's against the law, isn't it? This is the kind of stuff that you deal with in the conservative South when you've got people down here that are so thumpy. 
you know, and here I'm sitting here discussing what Trump did yesterday or day before yesterday, which was disgusting when he waved the Bible around because it was, it was a symbol of, it was a symbol of Hitler. I already went over that. That's what he was doing. Um, but for people to take issue with looking to a spiritual way instead of this rote dogmatic way of sitting in a church, we don't do that here. We worship all the time. God in many forms, you know, God to me is E equals MC squared, you know, and the divine energy. And also it, the earth is part of that Godhood. You know, she's alive. She's our great mother. And that's why I look at that too. And I think the scripture for me, the untouched scripture for me is nature. It's what you see. That's why I have no ills with I can't, I'm a I'm an LGBTQI activist. In nature, that kind of behavior or that kind of expression exists in over 5,000 species, if not more, on this planet. So to stand there and say that this is unnatural or against God is ridiculous because God, if you really believe God created all these things, then you're slapping God in the face, you know, by denying this creation in the way it is. So, um... Yeah, but this is, you you in the conservative South, the very strong Bible Belt, you deal with this thinking that everything else besides that Christian, evangelical Christian thinking is just, you know, and they even look down on people who are Catholic out here. Yeah, they'll, they'll consider a Catholic not a real Christian. It's just appalling the way they treat people out here in that respect when it comes to religion. And for me, because I've discovered my heritage, you know, I'm talking about this, my Ashkenazi Zoo Jewish heritage, I am embracing the culture a little bit and trying to tie in some elements of that with my spirituality because it seems beautiful to me. It's, it's, it's comforting. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, and I do, I wear a Star of David. I've worn one for years. I've loved the geometry of it, the sacred geometry of the Star of David. The six-pointed star, of, I love it. And um, just because it's beautiful to look at to me, and it gives me comfort. And uh, the one I wear happens to have ohm in the middle of it. The vibration of God, ohm. But that, nonetheless, when they see that star... I've noticed they stare at me like I'm some sort of, you know, where's your horns? Like I said this before, people have archaic weird views about the Jews out here. Plus you've got white supremacists who are so freaking terrified that the Jews are going to replace them. I don't know what that's from. I don't know what that's from. It's just weird, magical thinking. Weird. So weird. Makes no sense to me. I am trying to figure it out, but that's okay. You know, maybe I never will. And, and I, and whatever. Ooh. Okay, bug. Okay. Go. Here you go. Okay. Do I need to spray you? My. <sighs> I made this spray. I've, I've talked about it. It's tea tree oil and vinegar. It's actually tea tree oil. White vinegar, water, and two drops of 
dish soap. Two drops. Drops. It doesn't get soapy on you if you use it, but it's it's safe. It repels. Unfortunately, we got some pretty mean, um, mean bugs out here, but it repels. If you spray it enough, it eventually, you know, soaks into the ground a little bit. It won't hurt the ground. And it repels um, flies and fleas and biting icky things. It's, it is, it works really nice. Plus, it's like, it like cleans your countertops too. That's the neat thing. You can spray this stuff. I've discussed, and, I, and I'm not trying to say, you know, this is uh, the miracle spray of all. I sprayed it on my dirty, my dirty um, stove. <laughs> I had a little bit of grease on that stove. I, I made some vegetables, did a naughty thing and fried some veggies. <sighs> and uh, sorry, I was blowing a, an ant off my coffee cup. Um, and some grease got on my stove anyways, and it cut the grease immediately. Don't really know what the mechanism behind that is, but you know, it works and it's very cheap to make and it's non-toxic. I hate toxic things. Toxic chemicals just, we don't need them. You know, I prefer to go as natural as I can. I feel terribly bad about the fact that I've had to use, and it's not really working that good though. What's been working better is bathing and spraying with the spray, really. But we had a flea outbreak when the humidity got so bad. The fleas got terribly bad out here, and the only I had to use the mean, nasty. Okay, I don't know what's going on out here. I've got someone outside me. I'm hearing a big truck. Okay, I have no idea what's going on. The mean, nasty um, <sighs> chemicals to get the fleas off a few of my dogs. They were being tormented. It was the weather. You know, humid, humid, hot weather will make those things come to life. So we got the diatomaceous earth and all of that. And we try, we're trying to get this under control. It's, it's a harsh one. It's, summertime is awful in the south. Although I'm finding out my good friend up north is saying she's having the same problem with her pets. It's like they're mutants. The fleas are mutant and they don't really want to respond to their usual treatments that they use every year. She said, I don't know what to do. And I said, I suggest you go all natural maybe this year. Um, spread some diatomaceous earth. Scrub your pets with some clean, good, un, you know non-toxic soaps and try you it's it, you have to frequently put this spray on your animal you have to but once you can get the repelling nature own oh, cedar chips too cedar oil and cedar chips repel once you get them cleaned out of there you know you got to vacuum them clean if you got you know if they get in your house or whatever you can spray that and if and their bedding if you put their put cedar chips in their bed it helps repel and they make a amber an amber collar, I'd like to try it. It's supposed to help repel them also. It's just, it's weird. It's like, I think the, the, pesti the pesticides, the, the, the bugs have gotten wise to the pesticides and they've mutated to where they're so strong in some respects that they're, you know, um, when I'm talking about fleas. I don't kill, believe me, this is going to be hard for some people to wrap their mind around, but I don't kill wasps and hornets. I don't. I don't. In fact, I have some in my one of my barns out here. 
and I put some um, papers down for them to, I shredded it, some tissue paper, what have you, and gave them the makings for them to make their own nests, and they're making them. And the reason I'm doing that, and people go, oh, is because these little guys pollinate. I've watched them. They're out there in my flowers pollinating. And you know, any little creature like that that will do that to help out our little honeybees, I'm going to let them live. And if you're kind to them, if you're kind to these little things, little things, these hornets and wasps and what have you, it's, I've not been bitten, okay? And I'm allergic to the bee sting. Now, I don't know about the wasp bite. I haven't been, but I'm guessing that the venom is similar. I'll have to read about it. I don't know. I'm a little ignorant on that. But I've not been injured, not been hurt by them, never been bit by them yet. I'm hoping that they can continue. I talked to them. When it's super, super hot out, super hot out, I put um, a bowl full of water with marbles in it. Um, so that they can stand on the marbles and drink water, the bees and the and the hornets and stuff. I, I give them water so that they can survive because they're making my yard gorgeous. I have these beautiful wildflowers everywhere, and we have a lot of um, wild blackberries and gooseberries growing around here. I I am not going to stop them from doing their job. Now the people down the street that don't like the way I live, you know, upset about my Buddhas, um, they kill everything in their yard. They spray the shit out of it with toxic chemicals. And you, uh, their grass is so dry and brittle and nasty when you walk across the yard. It's like a dead zone. And they cut it so close to the ground and they're just like, they hate anything that comes in there. That's natural. I mean, anything like they get upset when birds fly in there. They get upset when a cat walks in their yard. They get upset when they see a possum. They'll kill possums and armadillos and kitty cats, and they will. They've admitted to it. They are venom. They, um, the husband told me he annihilated this uh, entire population of wood. This was a while ago. Entire population of wood. Um, uh, I don't know what they call. They're like, they look like bumblebees. They're big. They don't sting at all. They're gorgeous. I call them bumbles. I don't know if they're truly bumblebees, but they're big, you know, striped like a bumblebee. They buzz like a bumblebee and they pollinate and they're cute. And you can actually have them sit on your finger. They won't bite you. He sprayed the shit out of that stuff that was down there and killed them all. Killed the honeybees, killed all that because it's just awful. We don't want that on our property. And then they can't figure out why their garden doesn't take off. Oh, geez. What do you think? You maybe killed your pollinators? It just, there's people like that out there that just can't live in nature. Why are you out here in the country then? Go live in the city. Do us all a favor. Go live in the city because they're just in everyone's business out here. It's, it's obnoxious. But it's like they're at odds with nature constantly, at odds with it. They're spraying and killing and chopping and maiming and ruining. And it's, there are people out here like that. They're at odds with it. And if you're so at odds with nature, then, then maybe you should move into the city where there's less of the nature. You know, find yourself a big, huge apartment complex that you can live in in the midst of a concrete jungle. 
few, you know, no trees. Apparently they had trees in their yard. They chopped them all down. I mean, it, it's just odd. My whole place is wooded. It has got flowers everywhere. It's got, I just love that. I mean, uh, the front of the, of the A-frame, which, like I said, is kind of in bad condition. As you walk up through there, we let, I told my husband, you will not prune or mess with. I want to see what happens here because we're not living in this house. Granted, we've got, you know, a cat and a dog that stay in there at night. And it's fixing to change because we're going to build them some houses and we're going to put some areas for them to be. So pretty soon, every creature will be out of that house. And that's good because, you know, we can clear it out, either get the structure down or we can, uh, my husband seems to think he can revive it. Not to live in, but to use it as storage, which would be okay. Um, but anyways, back to the front of it, the 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 grounds, the front yard is, and we fenced all that area off. So now we've got vines growing up on the fence. Beautiful. And intertwined in those vines are the, the blackberries. So you got these gorgeous blackberries growing up the side of the fence and flowers. And we got wild roses that have just gone crazy in that front, front yard next to the house. And so there's wild roses inter intermingled with blackberries and there's wood sorrel, which is, uh, it looks a lot like um, clover, great big huge clover leaves, but there's purple flowers. They consider it a weed out here, but you could eat it. It's gone, that's all over the place. It's beautiful. It, it looks like a magical fairy garden, and I didn't do anything to get it that way. I let Mother Nature do its thing. Um, one of the vines has decided to grow up into the trees, and it's arched not too much not, not not hurt the tree but it's causing these this pretty archway um all on its own all on its own and i'm not forcing it and i'm not stopping it um nature's just doing its thing and that to me is when you see god you see god right there in your yard you're not messing with with it you're not chopping that tree down to, to make room for whatever it is that you want. You, you live around the tree. That's, that's what we try to do. I had to talk my husband into that because he kind of, he's like, <sighs> but he finally relented. You know, we had, um, we had a tree that was coming up in our carport area and he wanted to put the gate on the other side, but it was going to cause trouble. This is just a long story short. And then he realized, I told him, just to, he wanted to chop the tree down. I said, leave that tree alone. Figure out another way. It's Well, it's it's growing through this. I mean, it's coming up and it's leaning up against the carport. I said, is it causing? And I walked out there and I looked and I said, look, it's it's inches away from it. And it's growing up above the carport now. And he said, well, what, I can't put the gate there. And I said, well, I understand that, but um, maybe we just put it back a little bit. Your car will still fit, won't it? And it did. And in doing that, he was able to put on our side, on this side of the gate, there was enough room in that carport for him to store some um, things that that needed to be protected, like our generator and stuff. And it could be covered and, and what have you. He says, wow, I didn't expect that to work. And I said, well, it did, didn't it? Because you decided to let nature be involved. And I said, this is my thing. Humans for years, years and years and years, thousands of years have deforested the planet for their own greedy nature and if they had just learned to live with it and stop 
ruining everything. They might find out that nature's on their side. Could be. Very well could be. Nature's on, on our side if we would just listen to it. You know? Instead of just freaking out and killing everything that you don't understand. Humans are so goofy like that. When they don't understand something, they, they lose their shit and they, especially if it's a wild animal or Mm. definitely if it's something that's of um sorry my nose uh well back to the racism business if people don't understand and don't take time to pay attention to individuals that don't look like them instead of just coming out and being violent and shitty you know pay attention and get to knowing negotiate instead of shooting so to speak and being violent but certain individuals and you do see this in, in all races though in all different colors you can see some of that fear of the unknown and choose to argue with that unknown or fight the unknown instead of trying to learn about the unknown nature is one of those unknowns for a lot of people um because they're so used to the a way of life of taking down nature to build their big house or whatever that they don't they don't stop to really see what is nature what is it what can it do for you and that front yard over there is a prime example of when you let it go to see what can happen and that was my curiosity it was like a little project it was a experiment and i told him that i said i consider myself bit of a scientist I like to experiment to see what's up you know I like to see rather than cutting everything down what can grow together interestingly enough I'm finding that there is a tree out there that is right next to another tree that is right next to some vines on one branch of this main tree on one branch that's connected to this main tree it's not because it's woven in there are leaves <laughs> of both the other tree and the vine growing out of that one tree. In other words, it's mutating and coming together and deciding to cohesively live. And do, I mean, I don't, it, the tree has, this one tree has some leaves on it that are from another tree that's standing next to it. And from a vine that was growing near it on this one branch. And I looked closely to make sure my, my, my eyes weren't seeing things. I looked closely to see that there really was this tree had the leaves of two different plants growing from it. And it really did. I've seen that with a couple of my trees out here. The other parts of the yard. Because I don't mess with it. I let nature do. And I'm thinking this is how new species of trees and plants are born, of course. I would guess. I guess if I was a horticulturist, I would already know the answer to that, right? But I'm not a horticulturist. I'm just an observer, and I'm amazed by it. It might be something that everyone already knows that's in that arena of science, but it's not something that I know. So I'm. it's prompting me today when I have time to study that because it's it's interesting to me hmm 
There's the thunderclouds coming our way. See, my rain, my 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 weather app is appearing to be correct here. Anyways, um, but yeah, I'm going to study about that. See, how is is that possible? What what is going on there? I find it fascinating. I showed it to my husband, and he was like, "Okay, that's just weird." We should separate all these. I'm like, "Why? Is it hurting you personally?" I know, but I mean, what what? I mean, I don't know. I've never seen this. I said, "So you just want to undo it because you've never seen it." You just want to undo it and kill it or chop it up or whatever because you've never seen it. Dude, this isn't endangering your life personally, is it? This is, could be something that is meant to be. Make the whole area stronger. Why don't we just watch and see what happens instead of deciding to kill it off? And he just kind of looked at me and he says, he goes, fine. This front yard is yours. This particular yard. He said, we have many yards in this place. This yard is yours to do with what you want. I won't mess with it. Fine. <laughs> I said, thank you. I said, I'm, I'm watching the diversity in this yard, and it's beautiful, and it's living together in a way that I wish people could. It's like each individual plant and each individual tree. So we've got pine trees growing up in there, and we've got oak trees and we've got crepe myrtle trees and we have um, this one kind of tree it looks very tropical I don't know what it's called but it's like a fern type thing <clears throat> growing up in there and we have that we have um, then we have all the different vines and plants and what have you and it seems as though it seems as though they're holding each other up it seems as though they're living together in strength instead of one crowding the other out. I don't really know how that's going to be. I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't know. We'll see. I'll watch. I'll watch carefully and see what's going on. But it doesn't seem like a survival of the fittest. It seems like a survival of, of the unity is what it looks like to me. It's happening in my front yard. Uh, I would say if plants can do it, why can't people do it? Right? Why can't people live together if why do we have to kill everything that we don't understand? And why do we have to demonize things that we don't understand and, and what have you? And I'm seriously hoping that, um, back to the racism in this country, that we heal from this mess, from the pandemic and from the racism. There's, there's two pandemics. It's racism and it's, it's COVID-19. There's two pandemics. I would say the pandemic might not be just racism, it's ignorance. Ignorance and elitism. Ignorance um, which leads to the elitism of this country, the white privilege. The un under the, the mis misretard like I said before, if you study genetics at all and you you study the, the genesis of the human species. I don't, it's not a human race. I, I would say species. We're a species. Okay. Races, I guess you could go ahead and say they're the different colors. But then again, we're all intertwined and intermingled. We really are. And um, if you study the human species genetically, you find that there are, um, there is, uh, the, the scientists are saying there's a there's a original DNA 
that we all come from the human species and that DNA originates in Africa and it is well, hello there okay thank you you need to go somewhere else now that's nice okay yeah thank you we'll find that pool of water I put out for you it's a big huge wasp I'm trying to be kind because I don't want to get bit because I don't understand them and I'm not but I but I watch them there's flowers go get some flowers honey there you go um, but anyway our ancestry all of human species ancestry traces back pretty much to the fertile crest. oh geez scared the hell out of me fertile crest um, cradle of life whatever and it's you know in a place where predominantly people of dark skin live and that is our that is our beginnings so you see this whole idea of color and one color being better than the other and this and that and the other is ridiculous because we all come from the same see we all come from the same ridiculous ridiculous arguments ridiculous things our our color has nothing to do with our brains it's where we are it's where we live probably it's what we are up against the stressors that we're under that define or or hamper or or help our intelligence in many ways some people are born with with some unique capabilities genetically speaking probably so but I don't think color melanin has anything to do with that and that's just shitty when people think that it does in watching so many of the videos of the past of you know the racist behavior in the 1960s and stuff it's just it is just unbelievably disgusting to see how the white people treated the black people the white looking people like I said there's really no such thing as white it's comical to me that we all I still say it you know white people black people you know the the perceived lighter colored people <laughs> how they treated the people with darker skin is just revolting they just assume you know they just assume that they're stupid it's disgusting this elitist attitude is disgusting and I don't have time for it I don't like it I don't like it it's it tears our entire society down to where it can't work together I mean goodness gracious like I said in my front yard I have all these different plants that are thriving okay Harley digging a hole to get comfortable uh, <laughs> did you hear that I have a little dog that's, he likes to dig a hole and then then get in that cool dirt because it feels good you know they're earthing and that's another thing my my dogs like to earth I call it earthing look it up they get in touch with the earth you watch them watch animals they get in touch with the planet that's why they like they love the ground they'll dig a hole they'll dig a little bit of dirt and they'll get into the fresh dirt and they'll lay there it's cool and comfortable but also there's energy you can feel that energy coming forth and it feels good to them grounds them but you know in my front yard over there it is diverse we're talking so many different species of planets planets hello plants yeah all these different species of plants just living together some becoming others some taking on characteristics of other plants that are next to it and they seem to be getting stronger so you know what does that tell you together we're strong 
divided we're weak. This is the truth. Divided we're weak. As a people, divided we're weak. Together we're strong. Yeah. It's the truth. It's a, it's an ob obvious truth. Well, listen, I've got things I need to do. I'm going to feed critters here by, by 1 o'clock. That's our usual time. And um, it's going to be cooler, too, because I think the clouds are rolling in before the rain hits. I'll do it right then where I'm not getting too much sun. And um, But I need to do a few dishes and eat some breakfast and check on my little munchkin to see if she's awake and uh, what have you. This was a different bit of a podcast. I'm Like I said, this is just a rambling journal, a daily rambling journal of what's going on during this pandemic as, a, as I live out here in the South amongst a bunch of conservative rural folk republicans it's it's a different walk you know my i my views are are different than theirs it's it's hard for me to um you know they say together we're we're stronger we're divided we're we're weak but it's very hard um and is it a bit of a prejudiced feeling against the republicans maybe so because i can't fly with their racism I can't fly with their, their intense need to keep the poor poor, super poor. And these are poor folk out here. And for some reason, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like, and they don't want to have universal health care. That's another thing I wish that we could get. Universal health care would be helpful for everyone. Everybody, no matter who you are, would have health care. Many, many, many other countries do this, and they're just fine. Our country won't do it. I don't really know why. It's, maybe they're afraid that everyone's going to get health care, these people that don't think that everyone should get the same thing or the same opportunities. But this is why I can't fly with the Republican platforms. They've turned into something I don't recognize. You know, even the Bush era and Reagan era was not as horrible with the platforms as they are now. Now it's a rabid mess of hate, bigotry, just unbelievable and all cloaked in, in, in this, in Jesus' name, all cloaked in the, in the Jesus name. It's, it's disgusting because if you, like I said, you read what Jesus stood for, none of those things none of those things. He didn't want to starve the, the poor. He didn't want to starve the weak. He wanted to heal. Everyone deserved to be healed and get health care. You know, heal the sick, share your possessions. Oh my goodness, the rich were supposed to share all their stuff. That's the way Christ taught. They weren't supposed to hoard all their things. They were supposed to share and do for others. And that is not the conservative Republican attitude at all. It's weird, and it's, like I said, cloaked under this guise of Jesus, but Jesus doesn't fly that way. So which Jesus are they talking about? Because I don't think it's the one that's in that Bible. You could read the Bible, and you'll see Jesus in there, and you'll read about Jesus and what he said. And these people that, that say that they're his, that he's his, he's their focal point and the reason that they feel the way they feel is because they're Christians. I'm a good Christian person and that's why I hate black people and gay people. What? Excuse me? Wait a minute. Where is that in the Bible? 
to hate get to hate gay people and black people. Jesus didn't hate anybody except for oh, he was really irritated with the super rich using his father's house as a marketplace. He was irritated with the super rich being greedy. Yeah, he was irritated with those guys. So, interesting for them to use Jesus as their f spokes, their, their, their icon, their idol, whatever, when they don't even do what he commanded them to do. They're quite the opposite. Like I said before, Gandhi made a comment, I love your Christ. I do not like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Yeah, they are nowadays. Not all of them. Not all of them. A lot of there's quite a few that are good, good folk. But there's a lot that are just bigoted and hateful, and they use Jesus as their. And that to me is like you know what Trump did when he stood out there with the Bible standing in front of that church. It was a blasphemous thing, in my opinion, to stand there in front of that church after you tear gassed and rubber bulleted and all of these peaceful people that were protesting racism, they were protesting an unlawful death, a murder by someone who was supposed to protect and serve. They were protesting that peaceably and he orders and bar his little Dio, whatever that guy is, they order for them to be pushed back violently, yeah, so he can do a photo op in front of a church. Let that sink in for a minute. That is not a Christian act. Well, what is Christian though anymore? See, I don't even like to use that term because it's very, it's very, it's very, it's, it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah. It's not Jesus-like. Let me put it that way. What, what Trump did was not Jesus-like. He should never speak that he is in love with Christ because, and that he lives his way. No, I don't want to hear how you live like Jesus because you don't. You're a hateful bigot who hurts people and you hold a Bible up and stand in front of a church that is supposed to be living the life of Christ. And you, it's, it, it was a, they, the, the leaders of those churches were appalled, pissed off, angry. Oh, yeah. They, just, they didn't understand it. They were mad. And rightfully so, because he desecrated. He desecrated with, with a visual, with himself and the people that he walked over there with. He desecrated the image there of peace and Jesus. Yeah. Okay, peace out, people. Wash your hands. Be nice to each other. Put your mask on. Social distance. All of those wonderful things. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. We are. A one that's a one that we can't see that's a virus and the other one that we can definitely see, which is racism. So please, please, please be kind. Peace out.